Hello, stargazers. Welcome to 7th House Astrology, where I take any topic that is astrological or any topic that is related to relationships and romance. I investigate under the lens of Sinistry Astrology, otherwise known as Love or Relationship Astrology, in order to find out more of the truth about love and relationships. I am your host, Sandra Misek, and I'm so glad that you guys have joined me for today. So, stargazers, I have to say I'm very sorry that I missed you last week. However, I couldn't really help it that much. Uh, my birthday was last Sunday, and I did. I felt like I did have to celebrate. I did. I I had to celebrate a little bit. So that's why the um that's why I had the delay into this week. But this week's episode is super exciting. It's it's actually really um very fascinating, really very fun. And uh, with that said, this week's episode, we are actually going to Sinistry Astrologize the Real Housewives of Atlanta, um, which is a reality show that is on Bravo, follows a um, couple different ladies, what's going on in their life, and of course, the drama that's stirred, the drama that they tend to come up with, um, and how and what they hear and why is kind of a mystery. Um, but yeah, they tend to, like I said, they bring up a lot of drama amongst themselves. Um, I do have to be honest with you, Stargazers. I did catch, um, the Real Housewives of Atlanta, the 2020 episode, the 2020 episode where we still had Nini in the cast as well as Kenya. And, um, I do have to say that, the last two years, I've actually been kind of slightly boycotting the show, mainly because, first off, I, and I know this is going to be controversial to those who are Kenya Moore fans, so brace yourselves, but I really did like Nini, and I really have loved, I mean, I really admire Nini Leakes, and to see her not only go from a spiritual journey to crashing and burning and crashing and burning pretty hard. I could really understand where she might have either had like a nervous breakdown or just a breakdown in general. And I just felt like, you know, with one of my favorite cast members, that was just really hard to see. Um, not only that, but the person who, okay, Kenya Moore fans, you're going to have to brace yourselves with me here. I do not like Kenya Moore. And to see her not only take Nini's place, actually taking Nini's place is putting it mildly, seizing Nini's place on the show, being conniving to just about everybody who supported Nini, or just being conniving towards people who she just quote unquote didn't like, I didn't agree with that. And I really thought that when it came to the reunion in 2020, when it came to Andy Cohen, I kind of felt like he brushed off a lot of transgressions that Kenya had made within that season. And I really felt like he could have held her her feet more to the fire when it came to her behavior in that in that season. And in that season, I mean, she was questioning someone's marriage um, by or actually not marriage, but somebody's relationship about, you know, as to whether or not the guy was having an affair she was um, saying nasty stuff behind her so-called friend Cynthia Bailey's back. 
Um, I say so-called because it was Kenya who's more like the so-called friend. Um, you know, she'd say a lot of like nasty things behind her back, thinking that it was comical, that it was cute, um, particularly when it came to Cynthia Bailey's winery. Um, it was just, like I said, I, I don't reward cattiness and I don't reward catty behavior. And what really kills me about Kenya Moore is she has a lot, especially in 2020, she had a lot go down in her life, especially with her own marriage. And there was a lot that she could have focused on in her own life instead of meddling in others, you know, um, but it was just, I, I did not approve of the fact that she was able to come back for another season, whereas Nini was essentially fired for walking off the set because she had a breakdown. So I just, I didn't really agree with decisions that were being made at Bravo, to be honest. So actually I've missed two seasons of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. However, I feel like that's perfect because as you guys know, when I don't know a particular individual, like I like kind of know them on a surface level, but I don't know them full, uh, full-fledgedly, for me, that is perfect to actually read their chart and really kind of get a good read on the relationship astrologically-wise. So for today's episode, um, I did want to uh, take two people that I don't really know, or like two of the newer castmates, so to speak, who I really don't know as much. And I just, you know, just so that I could really focus more on the chart and more um, not only on the individual's charts, but also on the synastry chart and make sure that, you know, it was definitely, you know, definitely everything's being synastry astrologized. And the two charts that I decided to choose were that of Drew Sedora, and of Sonia Richards-Ross as well. So I think that this should be kind of an interesting episode, especially since last year, um, the one thing that I noticed with the reunion last year was that Sonia and Drew had a falling out of some sort. And, you know, my biggest question is why, um, especially with the research uh, for this week, um, when it came to the research, it kind of flummoxed me because it was like, yeah, really? Why? Because um, these two ladies have a lot in common astrologically. You know, for starters, Drew's son is in Taurus. Uh, so is Sonia's moon, actually. Now, while I did get a, like a little sneak peek for next week with the composite chart, and while I did kind of see that, no, their sun and their moon are not conjunct, there are planetary alliances, though that are conjunct and that are similar, like Drew and Sonia's North Nodes are also, they're actually conjunct and they're both um, within their Lumieres. Uh, Their Chiron positions are conjunct as well too, both within the same sign. They have Venus in the same sign in Aries. Um, I think that really um, you would think that, especially like with the sun, the moon being close together, especially in Taurus, that, you know, the moon, uh, the individual who's the moon person would bring a lot of soulful insight to the sun person's life. It would bring a lot of meaning to the relationship. And I usually find that interaction to be very beautiful, especially within a romantic relationship. But there could, there could be this, well, I don't want to say there could be. There is the other side. And of course, there's always two or more sides to every relationship. But 
I think the other side to a sun moon relationship would be that the, the moon person could be too revealing to the sun person, especially if the sun person is not really well aligned and they're not really healthy and really well evolved. And I do find that with Drew, like there are times even just with just seeing her on the show or just kind of when I've had seen the show, it seems like there are some things that are just not as evolved. It, you know, some character traits in her personality, they're just not as well evolved. And looking at her chart, there are good explanations for why, but um, you know, again, just she has, I think she has a lot of growing to do and a little, um, you know, of course the shadow side of Taurus would be that, um, you know, if Sonia were to mention something of great insight, she might, you know, Drew might take that as it's rude and offensive and that she needs to be better than Sonia. Or if she sees that Sonia has something working in her life, she needs to be better than Sonia. Sonia seems to be um, a little more well-rounded um, just from looking at her chart and also just from what I've seen of her on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. However, there are times where she could also be competitive as well, too, when it comes to that Taurus moon. But, I mean, I think that I can see where two sides could work, you know, for and against within this relationship. But I think the fact, you know, I, I still believe in this. If you have a lot of things in common in a relationship, I still think that there's some room, wiggle room for that relationship to work out. And I really do believe that for Drew and for Sonia, I just think it's really just a matter of opening insights, like kind of taking a moment, opening your insights a little bit into the other person. Don't be too fat. Don't be too quick to judge the person on appearances or outer uh, appearances, or just even just on outer facades, really try to get to know the person a little bit more before the judgments come in, so to speak. Yeah, and again, you might be surprised. You just never know who the, you know, a particular individual is until you kind of take the time to get to know them a little bit more. And that's something that I would recommend for both Drew as well as Sonia um, when it comes to the Real Housewives of Atlanta. But anyway, um, enough of, I mean, I'm starting to get into the composite chart territory. That's for next week's episode. I'm going to come back to this week's episode, which is I'm going to take a look at Drew's chart and then Sonia's chart separately just to see you know, how each person relates, you know, what are their relational styles. And um, what I'm looking at here are just the ascendant, the sun, the moon, and Venus placements. Um, I think those are like the the most informative or those groups of planets are the most informative uh, when it comes to how people relate. So without further ado, I'm going to dig in into Drew Sedora's chart. So starting off, Drew has an ascendant in Leo. Okay, so already right off the bat, I can identify a little bit with Drew. I also have my ascendant in Leo. Um, so a couple things when it comes to relationships. So when I look at the ascendant, uh, whether I'm doing predictions or whether I'm, you know, kind of reading a synastry chart, the one thing that I just kind of see is it's basically kind of like the underlying theme that everyone has within their life. I think with Drew, um, kind of, I'm very similar as well too. I've seen this in my life. Um, with Drew, I think she sees a lot of needing to step up, 
taking leadership in her life, being a leader in some way, shape, or form. I know I've had that theme play out a lot. It's like whenever there was conflict, I was either a mediator or I was either um, expected to be the leader and lead everyone out of the fray. And I get the feeling with Drew, she kind of um, actually has that in her life as well. It's like a lot of people turn to her to kind of lead, um, lead, lead other people um, when it comes to business, not even just business. I mean, um, I'm sure her family members turn to her to lead the family. Um, I think there's also friends, um, groups of friends who turn to her to lead the, you know, kind of um, have a final say in what and where the friendship group should go. And, um, you know, also, too, it just could be, you know, in professional settings, too, she might have been turned to a lot to um, gain clarity and insight, um, like leadership insight um, in a lot of ventures. So I would not be surprised that's one theme. The other theme is obviously um, the one thing I can kind of see with Drew is that, yes, she has been an actress uh, for a long time. And uh, one thing that I can see is that she can be a little, like, little bit on the dramatic side when it comes to when she's voicing her opinions. Um, I think a lot of the ladies this year have also kind of um, criticized her about that. It's like when she's sharing a moment, and I, she's complained this, uh, uh, complained about this both to Candy as well as to Kenya this year. But when she's in the um, in the middle of sharing a moment, there's that's where the other ladies would say, "Oh, we're kind of coming up to an Academy Award winning performance," or "Oh, and seen um, as with an actor." And um, I think you know the the downside of a Leosin is that the person can come across as being dramatic. Um, sometimes the person can come across as being very lighthearted. But I think the biggest thing that that kind of unites a Leo Ascendant more than anything, and this thing I kind of notice as well, too, you do have presence. And I kind of noticed that with Drew, where she just has, you know, like I said, she has a lot of presence. She commands attention uh, when she walks into the room. Apparently, I do the same thing, even though I don't really deliberately command attention. Apparently, it just comes naturally. But apparently a lot of people um, see me when I come into a room. So I can, I can relate. I think with Drew, she's a little more deliberate with commanding attention. Um, being an actor for, oh, 20 plus years, maybe 30 plus years. You know, she is used to commanding attention when she comes into a room. And I think with friendship groups being acknowledged, this I can attest with Leo Sundance, being acknowledged is very important to those who have a Leo ascendant to be ignored. I'm going to speak from experience of just being a Leo period. Um, being ignored does not bode well for individuals who have this ascendant. And, um, you know, people who have, or I don't want to say people, but individuals who have this particular ascendant, um, are usually put off and find everyone to be rude if they do not, if they just deliberately ignore them, talk about them behind their back as if they're not there, 
you know, that's where you might also see another shadow side of Leo, which is the temperamental side. And that's, you know, most of the time when, you know, someone with a Leo ascendant is ignored, they start getting into, what are you saying? What are you saying about me? What are you saying about behind my back? And, you know, you start getting either a paranoia or confrontation, you know, that confrontational side of Leo. And I can definitely see that with Drew as well, too. It's like, you know, coming up tomorrow, what are you saying behind my back? And how dare you? Or maybe she's done this with Sonia, too. It's like, you said this, 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 and that behind my back. How dare you? You know, do you do you know how devastating that is to my family and, and to my kids? And, you know, I mean, could really spin a very dramatic um, take to it when really Sonia may have mentioned Drew in passing in a conversation, or maybe Marlo mentioned Drew in passing in a conversation. Although with Marlo, that's a hard one because she can be quite the, she can be quite gossipy herself. But anyway, um, with Drew, um, again, with that Leo ascendant, um, bringing some drama, but I think also, you know, the other side commanding attention, commanding leadership, and I also think, too, having a really like a soft spot in her heart and really having like a nice, a nice place in her heart when it comes to family and when it comes to close friends and people with whom she loves. I mean, she would do a lot like, you know, she'd be very loyal and she would do a lot to um, make sure that that the, the friend or that the family that her family are well protected by her. Uh, with that said, she has her son in another fixed sign, and that is in Taurus in the 10th house. Uh, what is interesting about Drew's chart, though, when it comes to her son's position is that she also has her north node is not conjunct her son, but it is near her son. And the reason why I mentioned this is that north node characteristics, as we had um, actually you know, kind of dived into within the Neptune conjunct the North Node episode featuring Sally Owens's chart. Um, we kind of know that North Node positions um, denote that you tend to express the opposite of the archetypes that the sign of, um, of the planet that it is in, or the archetypes of the planet are usually not expressed. There's usually an opposite expression of the planet that's near the North Node. In the case of Sally Owens, she rejected all um, mystical explanations of her um, aunts. She was rejecting all sense of mysticism, all sense of psychic ability, all sense of spirituality, and really favoring science or really favoring logic in order to escape her, you know, legacy of being an Owens uh, woman in her family. With Drew, however, um, one thing that I do see with her son being so close, or with her son being close to the North Node, um, what I do see is that um, when she was young, possibly, she may have been um, steered away from diving into creature comforts, which is a big Taurian trait. Like um, Taurus loves creature comforts. They're great manifestors. When they think of something that could generate money, or even if it's not money generative, um, when they think of something, they actually know how to make it happen. They take their time in making decisions. 
And also um, ruler of the second house, yes, they're money generators, or they know how to generate money. But again, it's a step-by-step process with them. It's not an instantaneous, you know, manifestation. It's not an instantaneous process, as you might see with um, Aries or with Gemini. But with, uh, you know, with Drew, when it came to, you know, loving creature comforts and also another Taurian trait, um, you know, bonding very intimately with others as well, um, she may have been steered away from doing that at a very young age. And she that may actually from a very young age that stuck with her. You know, normally with the North Node, this is something that kind of sticks with you. Um, however, the good news about the North Node, you know, even though you might be carrying a little bit of a wound, so to speak, um, it's, it's like I said, with North Nodes, it's um, it can be like Chiron, but I think with North Nodes, you tend to resolve the issue um, as opposed to where with Chiron, it's hard to resolve the issue because the, it's so... It's a really deep wound that's so close to your heart. But I think with Drew, um, she was discouraged at a very young age to not make very close relationships with people, um, not to have such an affinity towards creature comforts, not to depend on creature comforts all the time. And, you know, probably her ability to manifest was utilized the most. So there are parts of her sun sign that are kind of underutilized, that the archetypes um, of her sun sign are kind of underutilized. And I kind of feel with Drew, that could cause her to be a little less evolved than if someone had um, their sun in Taurus without the North Node being near it. Now, the good news about Drew is her purpose in life is not just linked to the 10th house, which is that of career, it is also linked to um, how well she expresses her sun sign. So the more that she can come to accept creature comforts, the more that she can come to accept intimacy in relationships, the more that she's not relying too heavily on the manifester side of Taurus, and the more that she can, like I said, again, relate and really make close connections with people and the more that she can, you know, kind of, you know, make such close connections to where she can kind of let her hair down around people, kind of let her guard down around people, that's coming closer to her purpose. Now, this season, uh, what I have seen of this season, I am seeing a promising note with Drew. Um, Torians are notorious for having lovely speaking voices, and they're also notorious for having lovely singing voices as well. With Drew, I know that she has had a passion. Um, she's mentioned that she's had a passion for theater as well. She's had a passion for music, for singing particularly. And it's, it, it looks like she's collaborating with her husband, Ralph, who, by the way, is an Aquarian. I state this because I'm going to be honest with you, stargazers. I do not like Ralph. I do not like this relationship that she has with Ralph. Um, Last year, he said something about Drew that I thought, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and relate the details. He planned a very romantic um, evening for Drew. It turned out it was all about him. It was all about his ego. 
And um, I think she asked a simple question. He got really defensive. And then as if that wasn't enough in front of a therapist, he basically mentioned, you know, I gave you a lobster dinner and you deserved a lunchable dinner. I'm sorry, stargazers. I did not like Ralph from the get-go because he reminded me of the person that I was in an abusive relationship with, and I could not stand to see him. I mean, I almost wanted to slap the television. That's how badly this guy rubbed me the wrong way. Um, this year, I mean, with Drew, I think that it's a, you know, it's good that she's pursuing music. The fact that she is trying to work on her relationship with Ralph, I mean, personally, having a Torian try to tie down an Aquarian is like having any sign trying to tie down a Sagittarian or a Geminian. Uh, you know, all three signs usually need what Liz Green would call like um, a trapdoor open, meaning that um, these are signs that crave their freedom and they need partners who not only will give them their freedom, but also will understand their freedom. Quite frankly, when it comes to Drew, I think she deserves better, you know, with how Ralph had spoken to her last year. Um, also, as a Taurus, I mean, Taurians, they don't really uh, deal with freedom in relationships very well. They want to make close connections. It's the same with the, the, all the um, earth signs. They want to make close established connections and they want to have a stable family. They want to have a stable relationship. And with Ralph, I just don't see that happening, but um, I say more power to Drew for trying to make that happen. And trying to make her relationship work as well, too. But again, with her North Node, um, I see that within the season, she has um, begun a musical career. Um, she's collaborating with Ralph, and it seems to be bringing their marriage together. So again, more power to Drew if she can make that happen. Um, if for some reason the relationship with Ralph ends up going to the rocks, I just want to say... It is not a failing on Drew's part, and I think that Drew should not take it too personally, and really that she should um, really kind of, I think also with the North Node being in the 10th house, she uh, feels like she has worked very hard. She wants to do a lot with her life, but it just feels like whatever she does is not enough. And I kind of feel like that happens within relationships as well, and I kind of feel like this is the relationship with Ralph as well, too. I'm just going to say to Drew, if you are listening, you're doing enough. You're doing more than enough. I think that you're doing more than what other women would do within the situation with Ralph. And I also just think that when it comes to, you know, uh, friendships as well, you can only do what you can. You can't do any more than that. And, um, you know, to expect to do Everything and then some is a high as, as an unreasonable expectation. So I think with um, Drew, also a sense of purpose not only comes from expressing her Torian moon or Torian sun a bit more, but also an easing off wanting so much and a lot more, you know, wanting a lot uh, when it comes to relationships, kind of easing off the expectations when it comes to relationships. 
Now, what was interesting about Drew, her, her moon sign is actually also in another earth sign. Uh, and that is in, so her moon is 27 degrees Virgo. So stargazers, for those of you who are seasoned listeners, you know how I read these positions. So being a native who has uh, Mars position 29 degrees Cancer, um, I say that Drew's um, moon position is in a cusping sign. Uh, 27 degrees Virgo is very late Virgo. We're actually a couple degrees shy from Libra. So I would not be surprised with Drew if she has um, attachment styles that are related to both Virgo as well as to Libra as well. Um, if what makes her feel comfortable in relationships both relate to Virgo as well as to Libra. When it comes to Virgo, um, Drew expects to have as perfect of a family or to have as perfect of a friendship life as possible. And the best way that that can really be encompassed and that I can really think of is like having a nuclear family, um, as having friends who will hide all flaws that you have. Kind of just looking as perfect and as pristine as possible. I feel like perfection for Drew is really, you know, like I said, having that nuclear family, having a sore, okay, I am, I am just tongue twisted here. I am so sorry, stargazers. So having a solid core friendship, you know, like, um, kind of like Shannon in the, the, um, Orange County housewife, she calls her, you know, core friendship number five, core number friendship number one. And, um, but for Drew, I think it's important to have core relationships, um, those that stand the test of time, really. And that, um, you know, the relationship where people are minding their manners, they're minding their P's and Q's. Um, already I can kind of see where she, where this might rub the wrong way when it comes to Sonia as well too. Um, she may find, you know, Sonia, um, not only has her son in Pisces, but it's very close to Mercury. So she's very communicative and I could see where Drew might find that to be, well, first off, her moon is in opposition to Sonia's son and Mercury position. But secondly, I could see where she could find that to be rather rude. And, you know, kind of crass and really just, you know, not something that she would want from a friend, a friendship. You know, she wants people to mind their manners, um, to really be very supportive of her ventures, not call things out on the carpet. Uh, she just wants his things just to be as smooth running as possible. I would say the Libra side of this, of her expectations in relationships is that she also wants fairness in the relationship. So when she's with her family, she wants to foster that everybody can speak. No one's a favorite. Everybody is favored in the family. Everyone can talk. Everyone can express themselves as freely as possible. Uh, when it comes to friendships, she really values fairness. So like say if, if Candy is expressing a vulnerable moment or Kenya is, you know, also expressing a vulnerable moment and then Drew starts to express a vulnerable moment to have some of the other ladies go and seen when she's in the middle of expressing a vulnerable moment feels unfair. 
And that kind of causes her to not really feel the vibe, you know, like she's not really vibing very well with the other ladies. She's not very vibing well with her friendship group. And then furthermore, you know, she actually expresses as the, you know, she kind of expresses um, kind of resentment and also, um, you know, just really gets kind of angry when there's a sense of imbalance in the group, when there's more of um, some people are being favored more because they're kind of queen bees uh, far more than other individuals in the friendship group. However, with Drew's combination between her ascendant moon and sun, I kind of feel like there are times where she could also be a queen bee herself. So uh, I just, I'm kind of just adding that in there myself. So in speaking of Drew's Lumiere's, both her sun and her moon. So when it comes to her moon, her moon is squared, both Neptune and Uranus. So what I do see in relationships, somewhat of a flaw that I do see in relationships when it comes to Drew or expectations when it comes to um, her, her um, form of relating is that um, with Neptune, she actually likes to value a lot of idealism with an individual. And, um, you know, also with Uranus, quick and erratic moods, as well as quick and erratic action, you know, like very impulsive action. With Ralph, I would not be surprised if it was like a, you know, she looked at him, it was love at first sight, that could be Taurus as well. But I think that that could also be this moon and Uranus square, it was just it was love at first sight. With Neptune, you know, she was focused on how Ralph was just perfect. It's like he looked good. He would make her look good. Um, he seemed to be very sensitive at the time, not really diving much more into that. And possibly marrying very shortly after meeting Ralph. Um, when it comes to relationships, she's looking for friends who will make her look good. Um, I think that that's, that's one of the flaws. Um, I think Drew has a propensity to be very deep, and she does have the ability to be a very deep and wonderful person, however, and a very compassionate person at that. I mean, um, you know, the Neptune, um, you know, sort of relationship can also mark a compassionate person, especially near the moon. But to have this square, the fact that she's looking for a lot of ideals, you know, friends that look good, tends to make her look a little shallow, just a, sli just a slightly bit shallow. And then to also pair that with Uranus, where she's like instantaneously a BFF, or she's instantaneously a good friend, or she's instantaneously not your friend, um, can also tend to make her look a little shallow and also make her look a little fickle when it comes to her relationships. A way to actually fix this, I think the biggest way to fix this with Drew is to tend to look at the non-physical ideals of people. And um, I think that this would help in repairing her relationship with Sonia, as well as with all the ladies in the group, is that, um, you know, take a look at how someone, instead of looking at like how physically attractive they are, and whether or not their physical attractiveness will deter from you, or whether or not they'll make you look good, 
Um, try to see if that person might embody values that are equally wonderful to Virgo, such as um, having a really kind and philanthropic heart or having um, a really compassionate nature. Like with Sonia, she's housing her family right now. Um, like she's housing her sister and her mother in the same house and, you know, basically kind of caring for her family at this time and also at times also her extended family. So, I mean, I feel like that side would um, win over Drew's uh, Torian nature. And I think that that could, you know, kind of seeing that side of Sonia could really help the relationship, really kind of cure the relationship in the regard that, a lot of um, deeper things are being looked at as opposed to just the surface. And also with Uranus, I always just say this with Uranus relationships, pull back, pull back, and final more, pull back. When you feel an urge to do something, wait it out. When you feel the urge to say something to somebody, wait it out. You know, kind of think through things. Um, I also say within relationships with Drew, it is a, a lot of people think that when you get into a relationship, whether romantic or whether friendship, that you have to be friends or that you have to be a couple right away. And actually, there is no harm in not being um, a couple right away. And there is no harm in kind of waiting things out or being more like a supportive person as opposed to a true friend to somebody um, until you can kind of get to know the other person a little bit more. And I think that that really benefits somebody who has a squared Uranus um, interaction, especially with a personal planet, is to just kind of pull back, wait it out, and, you know, wait it out when it comes to um, relationships. Don't just declare somebody as being your friend right away. Don't just declare, you know, don't just, you know, hop into a marriage right away. Wait it out, you know, kind of slow down. Try to just, you know, communicate with other individuals, get to know them a bit better, take a little bit of a slower lane when it comes to the relationships. And I think with Drew, um, you know, with a little bit of distance from Sonia, maybe even taking some things a little more slowly, not coming to instantaneous conclusions about Sonia, I think that, again, their relationship can repair itself with just, you know, pulling back, taking it easy a little bit as well. Um, something that uh, Drew also shares with Sonia is that her Venus position is in Aries and it is not conjunct, but it is again, another situation where it is near Mercury. So what I see within relationships when it comes to Drew is that not only again, kind of like with the Uranus situation, with the Uranus situation, she's very, um, you know, spontaneous. She wants to get into a relationship right now, right away. Um, that's the Aries side of Venus. Um, however, you know, again, as so I would just say um, when it comes to romantic relationships, again, it's, you know, she sees someone she likes. She can step over other people's toes just to get to that person that she likes or even with a uh, friendship group. If she likes somebody, she wants to BFF with someone, she's not afraid to steamroll a couple of people out of the way just to get to that, that wonderful friend um, that she really likes. Um, so again, the biggest drawback is being very instantaneous in a relationship. 
Um, I think really being that instantaneous, again, you kind of miss out on, you know, the flaws of the person, you know, she, I think with Drew, she has a tendency to over glorify a lot of pros about a particular individual, as opposed to weighing both the pros and the cons about an individual, you know, a case in point, like with Ralph, yeah, he stepped up, he, he really did step up and he became a great stepdad um, to her child. Yes. Um, you know, he's really, really good looking. However, how many times has he talked down to Drew? There wasn't one time where he went on a sporadic vacation to Miami, I believe it was, and, you know, didn't tell Drew about that. That's a con right there. You know, there are times, again, the disrespect, that's a con. Um, saying things like, uh, you know, I gave you a lobster dinner, you deserved a Lunchable, that's that's disrespectful. You know, again, I, weighing that con, you know, the fact that he's very disrespectful, the fact that he packs up at a minute's notice, um, wants his freedom, expects Drew to understand without really telling her. I think that's a con too. You know, it's like he doesn't really, he has a lot of work to do to meet up to the relationship standards of Taurus um, in my eyes. But, you know, with Drew, I would say that, again, weighing those pros and cons can make a far more informed decision when it comes to relationships. And again, uh, friendships are also not excluded in this. Um, I think with Sonia, she may have come to a quick conclusion about Sonia because like I said, they both individuals really share a lot in common. Um, and like I said, they have, they're kind of alike. Um, I don't want to say they're alike, but they're very similar in a lot of ways. Um, you know, so I really think that uh, with Drew, I kind of feel like she's, she might overlook um, some of the, wonderful values of Sonia and might be overlooking a lot of things just to value a quick assessment or just to come to a quick assessment, a quick friend. And again, um, being a cheerleader or being um, like a, somebody who is close to someone, but not really necessarily claiming that they're their friend or that you're their friend. Um, I think that that's, you know, kind of taking it slowly I think is going to benefit Drew in the long term, especially with future relationships. Um, I actually heard that her relationship with Ralph is probably not so great at this time. And like I said, Drew, that's not your failing. That's, that was, that's really not your failing. Um, but I mean, again, if she should meet somebody new, um, taking it slowly, I think is really a good virtue for Drew and also with future friendships pulling back, taking it slowly. I would also say one last thing when it comes to Drew, uh, when it, she has um, what she values is communication, um, open communication, very much so within the relationship. Um, and that I think is really very important to her. I almost forgot her son. Um, her son is opposition Pluto. So there are times where um, I feel like her power tends to overrule in situations of relationships. Again, uh, when it comes to an opposition, it's blending two unlike planets together. So in this case, her son and Pluto, maybe instead of trying to take power over a relationship, finding ways to transform 
and bring more insight into a relationship, I think would probably be the better road when it comes to relating in general for Drew. All right. So with Drew's chart, um, I'm also going to go ahead and move over to Sonia Richards chart, Richards Ross chart. So with Sonia, she has um, a Gemini, a Geminian ascendant. So Gemini, uh, and Gemini, very much like Lisa Rinna, likes to value communication. Also, that makes her Mercury position very strong. Uh, with her Mercury position, speaking of, it is actually um, very much near her sun uh, when it comes to uh, Pisces. Also a very 10th house prominent person, very much like Drew. You know, they're both sun in the 10th house, meaning that uh, commun- that career is uh, holds a high value. However, um, with Mercury being near the sun in Pisces, also having a Geminian um, ascendant, Sonia values communication and learning. But above all, I think in relationships, communication is very important to her. And between her ascendant and also her Mercury position near her sun sign, I don't really think she's like a typical Pisces. Typical Pisceans try to avoid conflict. Um, They try to avoid saying things just in case they should rock the boat. They want to impart compassion. They want to impart, you know, harmonious friendships. I mean, sometimes I think with Pisceans, just like with Librans, they can be a little prone to being toxic, engaging in toxic positivity because they just want that harmony so badly. With Sonia, what I see, both with the Gemini and Ascendant as well as her Mercury placement, she, it drives her nuts when she stays silent when there's a lot of BS going on in the friendship group on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. You know, when there's a lot of people smack talking behind other people's backs and it's just, it's not conducive to the friendship at all. Uh, What would be worse is, is if somebody like Drew could might be smack talking behind her back. And instead of just remaining silent as many Pisceans do, I see her actually saying, uh, wait a minute. Wait, you know, hold that thought. I heard you did this, 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 and that. Or, you know, hold that thought. I heard you say this, 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 and that. Why don't you clarify for the group for us as to what you meant? You know, again, um, with Sonia, this aspect could really seem like very much like Lisa Rinna with the Beverly Hills Housewives. It could seem like she's stirring the pot a little bit. But really, people who have Geminian um, ascendants, really, and also Mercury near their sun sign, they just want to get down to the bottom of the nitty gritty truth. And they don't like the BS. They just want to get, they just want to, you know, tell it to you straight without sugar. And, you know, um, if they're seeing something, they're smelling a rat, they want to call it. If they're smelling something bad, they want to call it. If they're seeing something that's not okay in the, in the friendship group, they want to call it. Personally, myself, um, if I were friends with Sonia, I would feel a little more comfortable um, that she is far more communicative because at least I know where I stand. 
I seem to attract, attract a lot of yin types myself, um, a lot of individuals who don't communicate and they have um, a planet in a yin sign when I am far more yang. So I find that to be very comforting. And I would find that as a friendship within a friendship group to be comforting because, you know, you're, you're kind of, you know, where you kind of know where you are when it comes to Sonia, you know, she won't, you know, snitch behind your back or something, you know, it's like she, valuing um, communication and honesty as well. You kind of know where you stand with her. And I, I find that comforting. However, when it comes to Drew, um, like I mentioned earlier, Drew between the Virgo moon the Taurian sun, she might see this as, oh my God, that's rude. You know, especially like when Sonia mentions, okay, let's not BS each other. You said this, you said that. Hey, Marlo, you said this. Hey, uh, Drew, you said that. That's where Drew might be like, that's really rude to call me out on the carpet. Plus it's also, you know, with the the double with the Libra side of her moon. That's also unfair that she called me out on the carpet. And I could see where that, you know, aspect would grate on her nerves a little bit. Um, along with that with Sonia, um, she does have her moon in Taurus. And like with Drew, um, her moon is actually conjunct her North node. So very much like with Drew, when she was, um, bonding with other um, kids her age as a child. She's probably discouraged to not make such heavy bonds or to not make close friendships, not to make very close intimate relationships because either people will fail you, they can deceive you. Um, I have to note though, both persons, both Drew. So Drew is an actress and um, Sonia was an Olympian track and field, med, um, Olympian track and field um, athlete. And I think she also had won like a gold medal, actually. Um, so with that said, I, I have to just note this with both persons, they're in professions or they were in professions where um, friendships and relationships aren't very high on the list anyway. You know, in acting, when you wrap up on the set, you know, especially with a film um, project, you don't see, and also with stage too, you don't see the people that you've worked with ever again. And so I think with Drew, she could have been advised to not make close relationships because they would end um, when a production would wrap. With Sonia being an athlete and especially an Olympian gold medalist at that uh, she was probably encouraged to not make friends with competitors because that would get in the way of her drive and that would get in the way of her performance. And so I think that that was the main, that could have been the main driving, two main driving principles. Either way with that North Node, um, again with Sonia, just like with Drew, the more that she expresses that Taurian um, side to her, the more that she expresses that Taurian moon, the more that she's going to find her purpose. I think she's on a good path right now um, with taking care of her mom and her sister. Um, you know, it's obvious that she has a really very close relationship with family, and that's also a very Taurian trait. Um, I think that um, really 
when both Drew and Sonia can really open up and really express the Torian traits, you know, like the positive and the healthy Torian traits within inside themselves, they could really learn a wealth of information from each other. I, I really feel um, when it comes to their relationship. But with Sonia, I think she's on a really good path in, you know, really being close to her family, um, really bonding with her family and really kind of just learning as much as possible from those who are close to her. And I think um, in turn, she'll come to that um, purpose or that sense of purpose. I think that, you know, with this, this expression, she'll be coming to her sense of purpose. I think though, you know, sometimes with the North node, you might have not just one purpose, but many purposes. And I think, um, you know, whereas Drew's coming closer to her purpose with incorporating uh, vocal music or, or actually kind of going venturing into vocal music. I think with Sonia, there might be something related to the family um, or might be related to family. Uh, maybe like a, you know, maybe um, counseling services or offering a family to someone who might be in need of a family or, um, you know, whether it's like philanthropic work that deals with family or just being more closer to her own family might be part of that purpose in there. I would be really curious to um, see what would happen. You know, I'd be really curious to see what Sonia finds um, in upcoming episodes and also in upcoming seasons as well. So with the Sun-Mercury combination, it is sextiled Neptune. So this is very unlike many uh, reality personality um, individuals, pardon me there, in the regard that uh, many reality personalities tend to have either Neptune conjunct their sun or their moon, or um, they're, in, they're at odds with another uh, personal planet. With Sonia, it's actually um, sextiled. Um, her, you know, so Neptune is actually sextiled her Sun and Mercury position. So that kind of tells me when it comes to idealisms and fantasies, they're kind of in check. And especially with Mercury being in that mix, she's one who kind of manifests. It's like if she's thinking about something. She's one to manifest those dreams as opposed to getting, you know, as opposed to yours truly, who has Mercury squared um, Neptune, I get lost in daydreams and I have to push myself to um, pursue a dream. With Sonia, she's already there. You don't need to push her. You don't need to, you know, she doesn't need to be pushed. She pushes herself to meet that dream and provide it, in, you know, to bring that dream and manifest it to reality. The other thing that I see with Sonia is that um, when it comes to idealism, idealism is met with a logic with, the, with Mercury and is kind of balanced when it comes to her sun sign. So she doesn't over-idealize friendships. She doesn't over-idealize relationships. It's not like, wow, my husband's so good looking, he'll make me look good. It's like, no, she recognizes the power of making herself look good in relationships. And I think what drives her nuts with Drew is that dichotomy of, you know, Drew expects people to make her look good and she wants people to make her look good. Whereas with Sonia, she really doesn't require that. And this may cause for Sonia to take a look at Drew as being fake 
or shallow or superficial in some way. And um, that could grate on her nerves because she loves, you know, Sonia loves honesty, you know, due to the Geminian ascendant and her Mercury position. She wants honesty, blunt honesty at that in a relationship and not superficial, fake stuff that she might get from Drew. And I think that's one other factor that could be grating on both person's nerves. Even though the fantasy life might be in check and, you know, fantasies are pretty practical for Sonia, uh, one thing that I do see is that her moon conjunct her north node. It's actually not only near Chiron, which um, Chiron's not only in her 12th house, but also in Taurus. So again, Chiron could be related to not wanting, you know, to not having um, expressing or to not having to value creature comforts for a good portion of her life or um, in not making close relationships with people. You know, being discouraged with that, there could be a deep wound in that regard. Also to have Chiron in the 12th house, um, things such as bad dreams, psychism, like a psychic ability, um, may have left an imprint and may have left a scar. And I think, again, the opposite value of embracing those things um, can really help um, in healing the wound with, um, with Sonia. But all these positions are actually in opposition to Saturn. So what I do see with this is um, there is, again, a tug of war, kind of like with Drew, where she has a tug of war between her son's position and Pluto, and sometimes she might be more inclined to being power mongering in relationships. With Sonia, her moon's position, it, you know, her feeling side and feeling nature being in Taurus is um, in opposition to brass tacks and relations and duties and responsibilities. So she might um, overly emphasize duties and responsibilities. What that might end up happening is when it comes to her purpose and healing the chironic wound, it might feel like she's being stifled from doing those principles because of Saturn's you know, dutiful, taciturn sort of nature. A great way to balance is to just have Saturn maybe ground, um, you know, it's like, you know, still pursue your purpose, still try to heal the Chiron, the Chironic wounds. And, um, you know, but have Saturn ground you in that process, you know, use the grounding energies of Saturn to help you in that process is what I, is the best way I would blend those two together. And that's, like I said, it's quite a, an aspect there, but it's, um, I would say that that's a, you know, I think that's like the best way to merge Saturn with, uh, the moon, um, especially like with Drew, um, Venus is also in Aries for Sonia. So she is actually very quick to be devoted to people. Uh, she is very quick to make friendships, very quick to fall in love. Um, even though she has a very logical nature about her, very quick to make um, relation, very quick to go, uh, go into relations. And especially since she's also one who has Venus conjunct Mars in her chart, Mars also pushes her to make very quick relationships. And just like with Drew, I think that pulling back, you know, not committing to being a friend right away would be beneficial. 
um, you know, pulling back and making sure that relationships are taken slowly and just slowing the pace down. I think um, instead of just committing to, yeah, Drew's my friend or Drew's my enemy, you know, maybe like pulling the pace back a little bit and saying, you know, my relationship was with Drew was pretty quick. Let me pull back and let me see what else there is to see if we can repair the relationship that we once had or if we are like, you know, oil and water. You know, again, I think that the similarities, I'm, I'm just convinced that these, I'm convinced with Drew and Sonia, they'll, they'll make it work out. I, I really do. Um, I think both Drew and Sonia need to just pull back a little bit. I think both persons have that in common. They need to just pull back a little bit and reassess situations before coming to final conclusions, you know, being, having a lot of room in their hearts to say, you know what, I may have misjudged this person. Let me try it again. And I think that that would really benefit both um, persons at all times. Also um, with Venus conjunct Mars, when it comes to Sonia, romantically wise, possibly very sexual. Um, I know, um, a lot of people, a lot of astrologers um, really harp on the masculine feminine qualities and how wonderful that is. But again, my astrology teacher had mentioned um, sometimes it can mean a sex addict. I don't, honestly, I don't see that with Sonia. I might see just a very overtly sexual nature in a relationship. And maybe also studying Tantra might help to um, help her to not only slow things down, but also to be far more mindful when it comes to matters of sex so that she's not overindulging and missing out on the bigger relationship as well. Well, stargazers, this is what I have on Drew and Sonia. I hope that this was informative for you. For those of you who are fans of The Real Housewives of Atlanta, please leave comments down below. You can also leave comments for me on my Instagram page, at Sandra.Misek, that's M-I-S-E-K. You can also contact me um, with my uh, email account. It is Misek, M-I-S-E-K, dot Sandra, at gmail.com. You know, uh, feel free to leave me a comment. Um, tell me what you think. Um, is this informative for you or is, you know, do you do you beg to di disagree with, um, especially for those of you who have followed this season, does this seem to follow both individuals or are you kind of left guessing? Are you kind of left with a little bit of a mystery? Um, definitely um, send me your comments. I would love to hear from you. Um, as always, stargazers, uh, do not be afraid to look up at the stars. Do not be afraid to look up at the night sky. We are seeing the origins of astrology when we do so. And also, we are taking a break from, you know, talk about Mercury right now. Mercury conjunct uh, Mars right now, which is causing people to react. Actually, so Mercury, I'm sorry, Venus retrograde conjunct no, sorry. It's Merc. No, sorry. Scratch all of that. I don't know what is going on with me. I'm so sorry, stargazers. Uh, it is Mercury conjunct Mars. It has been causing people to become rather hot headed and speaking without thinking about their dire consequences or worse, acting in aggression and not thinking of the consequences. So hopefully looking up at the stars 
taking a walk out in nature can really help to calm that sporadic energy down and really help to gain perspective, a different perspective on things. But above all stargazers, I really do hope that, um, you know, this week that you are well. Um, I, I hope that this week uh, provides you good peace and good health all the way around and that you're all well and wonderful, that you're being safe, because I noticed, too, with Mercury conjunct Mars, a lot of people are also kind of doing whatever they want on the road. So be safe, um, be well, and until between now and next week, Stargazers, I will talk to you then. You can also become a Patreon to this podcast Visit patreon.com forward slash 7th house astrology for more details.